are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garman, here with most of the time, Mark Morrison. Howdy. Good to finally have you back here. Having to miss the last few weeks. Hopefully you can be good for a while there. Yeah. Um, well, we <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. Is uh, so I have been playing Alan Wake 2, so we'll have thoughts uh, on that. Mark's been playing Spider-Man 2 and Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I've also been playing some more Super Mario Brothers. Wonder getting to cover the the big games that have come out fairly recently or recently. That's always good, and then big changes going on at Xbox and some unexpected changes happening at uh, PlayStation that have led to some uncomfortable situations uh, already and uh, some more news about delays and layoffs that's been rather typical of this year. So we'll get into all that and more. All right, well, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping stuff out of the way here just to, you know, I'd have to deal with uh, that after this. Just if this is your hundredth time listening, your first time listening, we do appreciate you. And you can go and subscribe, follow, like on the YouTube channel or Twitch where you can watch us live when we do the show, which is either Thursday or Friday around uh, 1230-ish. We're starting a little bit later today because Anaya is not in school today, the teacher planning day, you know, those things. Uh, so we got to start a little bit later. Let me play a little bit more Alan Wake uh, too, and I'll talk about that in just a sec. But yeah, the Rallich folks, of course, doing their usual reviews of the latest things that have come out all the time in the movie and TV uh, sphere. So uh, you really should be checking them out if that is your your thing. You want to be you watch the latest movies. You stay up with the TV shows. Uh, they pretty much do all that. Uh, follow the House of Usher. They had the review there. That show is awesome. If you haven't watched it yet, that's just my uh, two cents. And they did the Killers of the Flower Moon uh, review as well. So uh, good stuff for y'all to check out there. Along with Star Trek New Worlds, you got Tot the Cakey doing their thing as well, keeping up with the new anime. So whether you like anime, video games, movies, TV, it's all there for you. So I appreciate y'all with the, uh, if y'all check all that stuff out or not. And, of course, you can also listen with your ears as well on podcast side. Anytime there's podcasts available, just go subscribe uh, on the podcast that you want to listen to, whether it's us or the other guys. And you can find us there. Anytime we do a show, it's there for you. So um, with that being said, let's get started here. Uh, I guess let's start with uh, make them wait for a little bit for, for the newest one. What do you, you know? I had Randy had just barely started Spider-Man 2 when I had him on last week. So where are you at in the game right now? I'm about halfway through it, I think. Oh, wow. I've done, like, most, if not all the side stuff I can do at the moment because I find it easier to kind of mop it up as I go along. What did he say on it or or his, I mean? Well, I mean, he had really just gotten through, like, the tutorial stuff, so he was super early. Yeah, yeah. Was... so my my view is it's a very well-made game, but it's kind of a regression in a, in a few steps. And hmm. it's also oddly buggy in spots, which I wasn't really expecting, because I don't remember having any issue with the first game, or the first two games, really. So that's been weird. Well, I mean, like, uh, buggy. It crashed on me once. I mean, that's kind of fine, I guess. 
Okay. Uh, and then a very early fight, like this was like the first hour or so, I had to stop this m- museum or stop this bank meeting robbed. And a bunch of these sand piles on the ground and guys were like, with guns were like around it. And I somehow managed to knock a guy into the sand pile, which we weren't supposed to be able to do. So he was kind of clipping out of it or clipping into it. And like oh. the game wouldn't progress until I beat him. And I said, like, I can't get to him because he's in this fucking in the sand pile. And I eventually, like, right. after like about a minute of just kind of randomly punching the sand pile, enough hits connected where he just went down. But it's like, this is off. This is weird. Oh, wow. And there's a pretty infamous bug, apparently. It ha- it's happened to more than more than me. There's a few Reddit threads about it. Like, you go to Coding Island with uh, Harry Osborne and Mary Jane Watson as a kind of a friend date or like a friend meetup. And there are, are a few benches on the around where you can like sit down with one of them and talk to them. Only I sat down with Mary Jane, but the talking didn't happen. So the game is kind of like soft locked. Or it was like, I can look around, but that's all I can do. Like, I can't get up from the bench or I can't do anything else. And I was like, am I being dumb? Like, what Yeah, happened? so it just didn't trigger, like, the cutscene didn't yeah. trigger. Uh, but other than that, it's fine. But the regression stuff is more about, like, okay, you have all these different suits. You know, that they're like, oh, we got 60 Spider-Man suits or whatever. It's like, okay, uh, they don't do anything. It's all just visual. Or, you know, the last game had the suit powers or the suit tech. So it's like, oh, and you could, like, when you bought a new suit, you got a new suit power. So it's like, oh, you like this one Ghost Rider suit, but you like the Spider-Man 2099 suit tech. You can, like, marry them together. This is just no suit power at all. And they dramatically scaled back the amount of gadgets or, like, the amount of combat options you have. The skill trees, I find, are very lackluster. It's like you can increase your, you know, venom tendrils by three, up from three to six. It's like, okay, I guess, but that's not like super impactful or, you know, super great, I guess. And there's also like no traversal mini games at all in this game or that I've found, like no like race, you know, race to the city to get to this point, you know? I mean, did you miss those particularly? Like you wanted. It was something to do. I mean, I guess, sure. I mean, a lot of it's. A lot of it's just combat focused, and it's like, okay, combat's good, but it's you know it's getting kind of weary fighting these fucking hunters constantly, just doing the same things over and over. So overall, I like it, but I mean, I would I would have gave like Spider Man the original one like, like a ten probably or like a nine. I'd give this like an eight. Also, it's really weird that like you have you ever played many Spider Man games? Yes, I've played quite a few. Yeah, play Spider Man Web of Shadows on the three sixty or PS three. Oof. Yeah, when it first came out. Yeah, I mean, that was a decade ago, if not longer. But that game was cool because you could alternate between, like, Red Suit Spider-Man and, and, like, the Venom Suit. And there were, like, dramatical gameplay differences between the two. And this game, the Venom Suit can do, like, one or two unique things, but it's still the same kind of crap that, you know, the the regular suit can do. (laughs) Doesn't sound great. Um... Yeah. But, I mean, it's well acted. It looks beautiful, obviously. The writing is really good. Like the story, like the, you know, this main main story is good, but also like the side stories are really good also. So I'm enjoying it. Um, I was happy to get rid of Assassin's Creed Mirage to get it. So that doesn't uh, sound well that you got rid of one of the games you're talking about here uh, yeah. to get the other one. Um, just to, I, is the side quests, like you said the side stories are good. Is side quest stuff, is that pretty much the same as? No, they're like yeah. side, like they're like friendly neighborhood side missions, I think. Or they got like some stupid name. Those are more like uh, curated or like 
we wrote we wrote dialogue or you know you got to do some stuff for this that's fine or those are, those are the good parts but like the random random crimes or like oh go take out this hunter blind or go you know do this stupid mini game experiment where you fly around and destroy be, you know bees or whatever it's like yeah who cares i mean it's it's you do it once and it's all right i guess and then you do it a few more times and it's, all right i'm now it's over so i'm happy <laughs> i mean the game's not littered with this stuff so that helped most of us are just kind of you know padding it out i did the venom have you uh how's the venom powers do they feel different than... no that's what i was saying like no they don't like you get like this kind of cool alternate or like ultimate move where you can like really kind of like hulk out and do like a lot of damage but that's about it uh you know he's still kind of doing the same stuff the mile stuff is pretty good also he's a lot better like you can like infiltrate these hunter bases and take out like a whole bunch of guys and he is dramatically better at that because of his like cloaking technology or cloaking ability and yeah that helps quite a bit <laughs> ah, well it's kind of disappointing to hear that it's not like this big it is uh, i mean change it, it's it's good i would actually say it's great but yeah and just like a few like smaller spots it's like a weird step back from the last spider-man game i'm sure they did it for like simplicity's sake or like you don't want to get too bogged down but it's like some of those options in the last game were kind of fun like calling in like holographic spider-man to help you out or stuff like that, you know. I love that move in the the first yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that seems like I think that's exactly what they said that they wanted to streamline the game and remove yeah. some of the stuff that kind of cluttered it up a little bit and, right. and make it um, much more easier to get into combat and everything. So it feels like they accomplished what they wanted. Yeah. Uh, on that end. So does that make you feel less enamored with a possible Venom spinoff or? I mean, it depends on how they do. If they actually have like a, a separate move move set or like fan disabilities, that'd be that'd be fine. But how it is right now, I'd be like, oh, I mean, it's just kind of a skin for Spider Man, and he has like one alternate move, and that's about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, you think he won't change at all in the parts of the game you haven't played yet, or? Well, I haven't even gotten to like actual venom yet because i'm still spider-man wearing like the venom suit oh okay uh, maybe it will change a bit there yeah we'll see we'll see i mean i'll keep playing it i'll probably finish it by the time we do this next week well you mentioned assassin's creed mirage uh having already turned the game in doesn't yeah i got lead it me that you have great <laughs> thoughts on it <laughs> no i got it i played it uh i beat it and i 100 percented it and then i said okay oh, okay okay it. <laughs> uh it was that quick huh I finished it in about under 30 hours. It's a dramatically scaled back Assassin's Creed game. It is like not even as fully featured as Assassin's Creed 2. Wow, they really went back to the, the beginning there, huh? Yeah, like there's no even like sense or like system of like improving the city or like economy. Like there's no like, oh, you can invest in this art dealer and now you can, you know, you get you get money back now from it or anything like that. It's fine, I guess. I, I mean... I wrote a review of it. I think it gave it a five out of ten because I was like, you know, it's nothing broken technically. There's a few janky spots here and there. It's like if you're going at this from like a new game, it's perfectly serviceable. But if you're going at this from like an Assassin's Creed fan, or you know, if if you're a fan of the franchise, like you're gonna go like, what the hell happened? Or like, you know, why is this so dialed down? Or you know, just so bare bones. So like, I guess for people that have only played the 
let's say you've gotten into Assassin's Creed because of the the RPG ones, necessarily the old Assassin's Creed. So, like, is it a detriment that it goes back at all? Or as somebody that started with the old ones, did you welcome? No, it's fine that it goes back, but there's just not enough content there. Like, there are only three enemy types total, or maybe four. And the the fourth one is like only when he like really piss off the guards and it's like elite soldier guy comes out and he's hard to deal with. But you know the other three are like rank, like normal soldier, uh he- like armored soldier, and like flame bagpipe soldier. He has this like weird flamethrower thing. It's like I'm I don't know if this existed in the, in the ninth century, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like doing the assassinations are still fine, but there's no like hidden crypt or no side missions like there are i think there's like four what they call tales of baghdad it's kind of like side fighterman too actually or it's like these more like bespoke or more like we wrote some dialogue for this mission type of thing and then there's like 15 or so assassin's creed or like assassination missions or it's like hey go go here and kill this guy or go here and rescue this person but that's it they're not like infinitely respawn or anything and like yeah. by the time you do it there is like a leveling system in the game, but it's all just tied to like you don't get experience from like just killing people or you know just fighting. You just get, you get experience from just doing missions. So by the time you you hundred percent the game or you do all the missions, you'll be at max level because it's like yeah, nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's, so if someone let's say they're playing this because they like the other ones and they go ah oh, let me see how this goes, would you say is it uh, would it be difficult for them? Is it harder to uh, no, I would uh, say is it easy to piss off the guards or? Uh no, because it's just like they're like three pips on the notoriety system, and then if you get one, you can just run around until poster spawns, and then tear it down, and you're back to zero. Yeah, it, it's a, a lot like Brotherhood, or I mean, it's sort Assassin's Creed too, but it's just not enough there at all, and it really doesn't help. The main character is like insufferable, or is oh, like that's that the most is unlike, yeah, that's... unlikable protagonist ever because he's like the bad guy in Valhalla. And it's like, okay, now it's just like weird origin story about, about this guy I don't give a shit about. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, kind of yeah. ri- riding on your hopes on this guy. And it's like, he's like, he reminds me of like a bootleg Aladdin or something like that. It's a man. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not good. It, it's a perfectly fine game, or like I said, serviceable. But I think for like the new players, they are going to go like, this is really easy because okay. it's not. It's like one big city, and that's about it. And there's like a few like outlying towns, but not not anywhere near the scope of like Valhalla or Origins or Odyssey. And then I think for like old returning players, they're just gonna go like, what happened? Or like, why did they scale it down this like this much? Like, there's a way to do it correctly, like, but they right. don't do it. <laughs> and there's also this like weird, and like past games, you could just like hire mercenaries or hire courtesans or whatever to like screw with the guards or fight for you like with this cash and this game there's like this weird token system where you got like accrue tokens and there's like three types of tokens and it's like oh you need a scholar token to use the the, the musician so you can distract the guards it's like why can't i just use cash or you know like i guess it's because there's no economy you really don't get a lot of money in the game it's like that's kind of a failing on you then like not, not me right i mean i guess they're trying to be a little bit authentic there I mean, I was saying, I don't know if it's like actually historically accurate or not. It felt like pretty gamey to me, I'm going to say, but yeah, who knows? But and I got the trophy, and then I, like the next day, I'm like, all right, time to sell this piece of crap because 
I think they said there's no DLC for it. And even if there was, I don't care. Yeah. Um, they're probably just moving on to the next one, whether it's the this, this Red really or felt, Hexy or... I mean, I know there were rumors, but this really did feel like it was supposed to be like some like planned DLC or like basically like top gap measure for like the next big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they did say they wanted to make a smaller Assassin's Creed. They did that. They went back to that. Navy went back too far. I mean, and... I would say I would actually say Brotherhood is exactly the right scope of the, of like one of these games, as far as like Rome, like exploring Rome and stuff. But also just like the gameplay systems, like you had the whole Assassin's Creed, like Brotherhood system, where you could like you know recruit people to fight for you or send them on missions, or I had a more of an economy. And right. I was like, yeah, this game has none of that. <laughs> You're just gonna do kind of do the missions over, you know, and that's about it. And I had a few like AI scripting problems where like you get this like blow dart, which can cause enemies to berserk and like kill other they you know, they start fighting one one, one another. And like half the time they didn't they didn't actually work. And it's like I remember this working in better in a set past games. Like what's going on here? I at least like you said, they live up to the point of you can beat it quick and, and move on to something else. Yeah, I I, I if I just mainlined it, I probably could have finished it in twenty hours or maybe twenty two or something. But I wanted to get that platinum trophy, and I was like, "All right, I yeah. guess I'll do. I'll find all the stupid hidden books or whatever crap you know you want me to find." Is there one of them that you're excited? I guess that's coming up soon. That I don't know which one's the one that's next. Yeah, of the of the sixteen yeah. Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. No, I I I can't keep up with that franchise like that anymore. I don't care about next. Uh, if they do actually make that Asian one, that might be cool. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. I think Ghost of Tsushima kind of really dampened that enthusiasm, uh, like rightfully so, because they they actually gave people what they wanted. Like I don't know who was clamoring for this game at all. That's like the weird thing. It's like who wanted a ninth century game about a character no one likes set in ba- Baghdad? If you raise your hand, you're fired. You know. Well, enough people did that they made it. But yes, I get what you mean. Well, don't worry. Uh, We're just going to be firing them eventually anyway. So. <laughs> We'll see. We'll talk about uh, Ubisoft a little bit later as well as uh, one of their other big games Yep, as uh, going through something. So I get anything else that you have been playing uh, that you want to talk about? For a moment, I, I played Disgaea 7. It's more Disgaea. They, they, <laughs> they said that they simplified it, but they were lying. I don't, I just don't like the, like the structure of those games with the whole item world system. It's like, Oh, improve your improve your item by going into it and fight, facing enemies it's like no i just want to use a blacksmith or you know just do something like that got remnant 2 i played it for like two hours it's hard i can't beat like the first level <laughs> and i think i just rubbed the ends into buying it so that'll be interesting speaking of that doesn't like those yeah well he might like this one more it is a little different uh he had a lot of specific problems with the last one this might do a little do a little better for him Speaking of him, though, we finished Saints Row. That is a miserable game. Like, I'm surprised y'all played it all the way through. It's, that's miserable. He well, he did it. I did it to humor him, and it's because it was free. He did it because he looked at it as like the historical last game of, of Volition, or you know, like a like a, like a keepsake or whatever. And yeah. he was like, "Oh, I also did the same thing for Duke Nukem Forever." It's like, yeah. Stop doing that. I don't want to play That's why intentionally that game. bad games. You know, or, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, these studios fell for a reason. It's because they put out shit like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Saints Row is miserable. 
the story like makes zero sense in that game whatsoever. It's it's really impressive. The last mission bugged out on us pretty bad, where we did we we're doing the last mission and he got dropped, or maybe the game kicked him or something out of my right. game, and I couldn't reinvite him because oh, the, no. game has, the game has like a this is like the point of no return. Like once you start this mission, it's you're on. Right. And because we were in that mission, I couldn't get back to my city. Or I couldn't go back to like a neutral place, a neutral place, uh, place in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'd like restart like, like an hour worth of progress or get like do like another like revert back to an earlier save and then do like a one or two missions. And then say, all right, well, now I can reinvite you. But we lost some progress because we did. Of course we did. And there's stuff to do in that game. Like We didn't 100 percent it or anything. There's a lot of crap in that game, but so much of right. it is just garbage, especially these uh, hidden history things where it's like, oh, you're in this yellow circle. Go find these five uh, podiums to like get history of this town. It's like, and they're all like, some of them are kind of easy to find, but a lot of them are just like really like, they make it intentionally hard to find. And it's so maddening. <laughs> I bet. Uh, well, there you go. That's why you. You know, try not to. I mean, I get it. You're a big fan of the franchise, and I get why Yens wanted to. Right. <laughs> At least I, you I have think, uh, been able to I, say that it's not good. I think he wanted. I think he wanted it to be good. I kind of knew going in ahead it was going to be fucked up, but like, it's beyond the pale, and especially like just the writing of like, there's no good reason why these characters are friends, and it's actually funny in one of the missions. Yen's actually got really indignant and pissed off because it's like the bad company in the game. Like your character works for him in the start of the game, but then quits and forms the saints. And like the bad company, like sues the saints to get their company or it's like, Oh, you're in your NDA. So now we own you. And Yen's mm-hmm. like furiously pissed about that. He's like, that's not how companies work. God damn it. Like it can't be a private security company. And also like, own a street gang <laughs> like <laughs> i mean they could but the street gang would be unofficially part of them right like, yeah that's funny but yeah that is funny how's alan wake too uh well let me uh talk about super mario brothers wonder really quick just uh i guess give a little bit more thoughts on that uh i've gotten to uh world like two and a half i played some with anaya so the co-op is a little bit they still haven't really fixed the co-op from the new Super Mario Brothers games that much. It's not as chaotic if you don't have the four-player, uh, to be honest. But they have this... I hope they patch this out pretty quickly. But they have this really stupid somebody as the player one after a while. Uh, like, if you die too many times... I mean, it's understandable if your character just completely dies, right? Yeah. But if you die a couple of times and, you, and you're trying to get the other character back, uh, which you can do because they show up as like a ghost or whatever, and you have like five seconds to hover over them so they can come back if they don't have a lot of lives. Like uh, Yoshi is, is one of those that like the character never goes away. But I was playing as Luigi, who's my like normal character that I play as. Uh, he does eventually run out of lives and go away. So... Uh, you know, there's times where I was left by herself. And then when I came back or we restarted the level, it still had her as the auto for one. And she's she's not very game averse. So she's not really understanding 
you know, what to do and like buttons to press and things like that. And it, then it, what sucks is that she's learning. So she's not, I'm having to kind of teach her, okay, hey, you got to press the button down hard. You got to press Y, all that stuff. And it makes me have to like auto follow her after yeah. a while. So it's annoying. I really hope they take that out because it makes playing with people unnecessarily difficult. It really shouldn't be that. Um, other than that, playing by myself, the getting to the next world, which is like a snow world or whatever that you go to, um, is really fun. I've gotten, I feel like people that are kind of hating on the bubble power are not sort of understanding what it's for. And I kind of like the fact that it exists. Like, you can easily take out enemies and then you get coins every time you use it. So uh, it's actually pretty cool. I haven't gotten to the, I don't know when you get the drill power thing, but yeah, the bubble power is cool because then you can jump on bubbles and get to little areas that uh, you haven't been to yet and things like that. And just, and I love the way the world looks. It looks so, it's very pretty. The colors bounce off on the switch, especially when you play on TV. I played a little bit as peach as well. It's fun to use her. Because she kind of does that thing where she floats in the air and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, and the elephant power is obviously, I, as I talked about last week, is just awesome. Love just hitting things with his trunk and then just squash, getting, watching the enemies get squashed. And then the the things to make you go back to all the levels is the wonder powers because the, the wonder effect things, because they're different in every level. Um, there's times where I completely missed it because I, I didn't hit some secret that you have to find. And I wouldn't say that the game is necessarily hard. There's one where I, I just couldn't beat it. It was like a four-star level. Thankfully, it was like optional. You don't have to beat every level to get enough wonder seeds to progress. So that's another thing, too, if you get stuck. Um, it's not like you can't just go and, and find another level to go beat and get the two wonder seeds and go on. And then they have the stuff with the badges where you get different powers and things like that too, which make it fun. So yeah, I've really enjoyed the game. It's great for like those moments where you just need something to do really quick. Or if you, you don't have to spend hours and hours with it. You can, uh, like I was, I had to take um, my girlfriend's dog to the vet because she had an accident. Uh, I ended up with a little toe fracture. Um, because she got decided to go out in the street and get have her foot run over by a car. So I was at the vet for like five hours. So <laughs> that's largely what I did was play Super Mario Wonder while I was in there. Um, you know, because they don't let you go in there with the dog after you do the initial talk to the doctor thing. So yeah, it's um, like I said, it's it, you can play co-op, you can play by yourself, but some of the co-op is. Still really chaotic. Uh, I wouldn't play with the four people. And you could play online, too, if you don't have people at home to play with. But I'd still suggest maybe, like, keep it to two, maybe three if it's, like, a mom and dad and their their kid. But the four is just too crazy for me. Uh, that's I did that once online, and I was like, okay, never again. <laughs> so, and the online actually works pretty well. It's not as buggy as some of the other online games are. Yeah. The other game I was I played about like I want to say the first four hours of the game I played like an hour last night and then I played like three or three and a half ish hours today Alan Wake two and of course that came out today if you are listening to this and didn't know that for some reason so you can go pick it up uh, I got it on Xbox just because when I think of Alan Wake because the original was an Xbox 
on the game. Uh, I, I kind of just wanted to to have something to be playing on my Xbox for a while. There is some Game Pass games I'm going to be probably playing on there pretty soon, like Thirsty Suitors that comes out like next week. But I, you know, it is just a, a thing. I could have got it on PlayStation easily as well, but uh, also my Xbox is a little bit easier to do with the remote play thing. So, because uh, sometimes the the dual sense doesn't always work with everything. Uh, you have to have a certain power of Android, whereas the Xbox doesn't require that necessarily. So uh, for times where I do need to play it like remotely, like yesterday I had to play the first hour on my laptop because uh, my daughter wanted to go to sleep. So, But yeah, I did get to play on the TV today. It looks great. Um, the atmosphere of it is is absolutely just fantastic. You feel the eeriness like you feel like the little it's not like let's say um like hellblade where you hear voices or whatever but it kind of feels like you're hearing voices like yeah you're hearing things in the in the you know most of it's in the woods so you're gonna get that sense of it too like you find this i've just gotten to the where you fight the first there's a tutorial boss that you fight that kind of starts the story and then there's a first boss that you fight that you've probably seen the trailer where the deer comes out. That oh, first yeah. boss yeah, <laughs> uh, that you fight there. Um, he wasn't particularly difficult, but because you're in a store, you're kind of an enclosed area. The game does have a dodge button, so it's a little bit easy to kind of tell, okay, he swings his axe. Let me hit dodge when he does that so I can get out of the way. And you do still have to do the same mechanic that you do in the original Alan Wake, uh, where you have to do the flashlight first. And then do the where it actually shows like a weak spot for them. So you can either shoot them in the head or you can shoot them in the little like bright red, uh, you know, weak spot that shows up. And like I said, it's it's fun. It's the first one. There's probably going to be ones that are more challenging later on. But I've already enjoyed playing a saga. I think she adds a lot to the to the game because the, her gameplay component is different than Alan's. So hers is more like the murder mystery, the detective part of the game. Like you're yeah, an FBI he, agent. Yeah. I, I read that some review like she has like a case like file or like a, you know a big and so she yeah. has like this mind palace that she, you go back to constantly and she will make you go through case files and then you get to like put it on the board like you're watching like true detective or something like that and i love that part i love games like that i love series like that so that part is interesting to me obviously yes they're doing some of this stuff for you so you're not really playing the detective and and figuring out stuff you're kind of just putting stuff on a board and then she tells you like oh this is the connection to this and this is the connection to that and then you kind of go and play out the next part of it. So I'm sure that that will probably upset some people that want to actually be able to do the whole detective part. But trust me, there's enough ridiculous, just in the four hours that I've played already, there's enough crazy, ridiculous stuff that you're sitting there going, okay, I'm ready for this. Like, if you love the uh, Twin Peaks odes and all that stuff about alan wake that's here for you they definitely have that already at the beginning uh so definitely i, mean, I would tell you 
Go ahead. Sorry. It, well, I was going to say it's funny because, uh, you know, original Alan Wake was supposed to be this like, big open world or, you know, Florida City and stuff like that, but that fizzled out. <laughs> you know, that reality kind of crunched that. So it's not, well, they did just... that more in this game because there's a lot more of the no. woods that you can explore. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like it sounds yeah. like this is kind of the game they wanted to make back then, but they couldn't or they didn't have the money to. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I feel like they've accomplished that. Like you can move. There's obviously parts where it eventually will make you uh, turn around, and she can't go any further. But yeah, she you can explore pretty much a lot, and there's like hidden items that you find and uh, little. Right odes to other things and um i obviously sam lake is in the game he's your partner he plays the uh the the actual like detective that alan wake is making a story of in the first game um and then he's also in both he's in alan wake's part and then he's also in saga's part as well he plays a different character in alan wake's part and they have both different gameplay components alan alan is stuck in the mind and the uh dark place so he's like trying to do more of like solving puzzles and trying to get out of the dark place. There is still combat in both of them. Uh, Saga's doing more of the detective stuff. So yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I think I'm about to get to the part where you start playing as Alan. Yeah, man, this is, this was well worth the wait. It's already getting a game of the year contender buzz. Add another one to the list. This is going to be nuts how to do this. They'll, we'll we'll be able to place twenty five games, but figuring out where they should all go is going to be uh, interesting because so many of these games could be game of the year. But I, I love that. I love that we have that choice. It's going to be interesting for for Jeff Keighley when he does the game awards. Uh, which ones is he going to select? Whoever uh, for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Like, there's parts of like manuscripts that you collect here, and then you have Alan in the background, like reading it as she's kind of reading through it as well and like how they blend the like the live action stuff with this as well is like so good like it's just they really could make a tv show out of this if they really wanted to and it would work wonderfully so yeah just i'm i'm loving it so far um early on so i probably i have a lot more thoughts next week but yeah definitely you know, everybody that's been waiting on this game, it's well worth it. Go spend the 60 bucks, or if you want to get it on PC, 50 bucks. And yeah. even though, you know, the, the thing is that remember that this is uh, using high specs, you they really wanted it to, to make it feel like next gen. So, um, probably most a lot of people's PCs are not going to run it, but that's why they have consoles and it looks great on there too. And that's kind of the only two games I've been playing. I played a little bit more Ever Crisis, but that thing's kind of the same. So I think we can move on from the games we've been playing and talk about the news here. There's kind of been, I guess let's start with uh, with Sony's part. Uh, David Jaffe kind of came on earlier in the week, hinted at this thing. Obviously, he put it behind his paywall because, you know, whatever. Dude's trying to make money. And he... He ain't making games anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he alluded to the fact that Sony wouldn't be the same, and this is a, a big deal because this is one of the Sony, the PlayStation people that have been around for a long time. And it turns out that Connie Booth, Sony's head of internal production, uh, has been let go from the company. Uh, Sony has confirmed that now, so it's that's that part is no longer rumors. 
Uh, that has been confirmed by Sony, but um, David Jaffe also kind of alludes that there's a lot of the studios that are uncomfortable with the whole games and service pivot that they, that they did with Jim Ryan and that uh, factions not working out or having to get delayed again or whatever's going to happen with that. And some of the other things that have been happening because of that, she's gotten blamed for it. And so she's been let go due to that. Again, Sony is probably never going to confirm that. And we don't really know if that's what happened. It's what Jaffe says, according to sources that he still has within the company. Uh, Angie Smets of Gorilla is going to be taking over. Um, She'll be the head of development strategy at PlayStation Studios. I mean, she's great, so I'm sure they will be fine there. But there were other reports that came out kind of alluding to this as well, that there's a lot of kind of inner discussion on we went into the wrong direction. And now, you know, Jim Ryan's no longer going to be the CEO, so it looks like they're trying to change. It feels like a lot of gamers can now say, we told you so, right? I mean, they haven't even put out like one of like their own games as a service, you know. Really, I mean, aside from like multiplayer crap and like Uncharted or like, Last of Us or something, but it's not like a dedicated game. And after the failure of some Microsoft stuff like Halo, which you know ten years ago was bulletproof and now is like a shambling corpse, you you, you look at that and go like, why would we make games as a service? Like. It, it hits so infrequently when it when it does hit, you know. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, like, it they, does. They'll keep Destiny but, Two around, or they'll make a Destiny Three at some point, probably. But that's that never quite. I don't think that ever like was like as big as they wanted it to be. Obviously, I mean that's why Activision got rid of the studio. Too. Yeah, I mean, remember Activision just wanted them to keep making new right. Destinies every time after they got through a couple of expansions and that kind of got tiresome because you're just charging people for stuff and they never uh, truly got to actually take the time to to fix what was wrong. That's the thing I think that's worrying them also is that like, okay, we got this. Uh, they do Destiny. Bungie should know. They're the ones that that are that have the successful games of a service. So if we get them, then they can turn all these studios into uh, these games of a service hubs or whatever. And I think what you know, Jim Ryan didn't really think about is it. like that's a lot of resources that you gotta put towards all these games. Like you gotta have all these employees that are now switching from one type of game that they know how to make really, really well to this other game that they may have no experience with at all. And it's not the same thing. And they're looking at it kind of from the perspective of like, well, what if half of these don't hit at all? Right. You know, what if by the time you know who, whatever the games are that that are like about to come out or soon to come out. By the time these games come out, what if we've hit another part of the games of service where it's gone even further down, and there's not that many people playing? And I think as as Randy was talking about last week when we kind of talked about this a little bit, is there's so many people that already have their game that they play, like they're yeah. not gonna change from Apex or Fortnite or whatever, right? They're just going to keep playing that game. I mean, as smart as Sega ultimately to cancel that Hyenas game. Yeah. But it would have been smarter for Sega five years ago or four years ago to go, let's not make it at all. Like, let's, you know, make another Yakuza or, you know, a good Sonic game or something. Like, not waste the money. No, I mean, 
you you're know, right about that because they they wasted resources on that. But yeah, you know, occasionally that something does hit. Like you know, Apex kind of came out of nowhere, and you know, it's still doing well. But you know, for every Apex, there's 50 million Battleborns out there, or you know, 50 other uh, Marvels, Avengers, and stuff like that, or uh, Anthem. So yeah, or the one that Square Enix just released last year that they then ended in the same right. year. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like just because you're a big company with big resources doesn't mean that you are able to weather the storm. You might be able to weather the storm better than some of these like indies that come out or like double A ones that come out that they're just hoping they catch lightning in a bottle. Um, but still, you're going to run into the same problem. You already have this issue with Destruction All Stars, uh, you know? So, like, you have games there to show that this particularly. It's just such a volatile part of the industry. Like you have, you're going to get way more misses than hits. And I get it that you're trying to make 12 so that maybe you can get two, one or two that hit. But like, what are you doing to all those studios, man? Like they could be making well, something else. Yeah. It's like two out of 12. I mean, it's a one out of six odds. It's like, okay, but is the one success going to outweigh the five failures? No. Like do the math, but no. So why don't you just make six more Ghost of Tsushima or Infamouses or whatever that Sony want or that Sony actually can sell well and go from there? I mean, like I'm all for expanding your portfolio, right? They definitely need to do that. Like you have way too many games that are very similar, but do that in other genres, not a genre that it'll be. We don't know what it's gonna be like in five years and. Not like other genres where you can kind of, uh, like, let's say, okay, like roguelikes, right? Those are kind of big in the indie yeah. space. Uh, a lot of games are going that route. You could make other games off that genre. Like games as a service, yes, you can make different kinds of games and service games, but they're all, it's all the same inherent games as a service. Yeah. So people don't play them. Doesn't matter how cool you make it you're going to get tired of that whole feeling. Like I got to constantly play. I've got to constantly be uh, doing something in the game and it, it gets tiring for, for people, you know, uh, a lot of people prefer the, I'm not saying that they don't like multiplayer games, but sports games and multiplayer games that I can turn off. I can play with my friends a couple of rounds or a couple of games, uh, do a league or whatever, play like five games in a row. And then that's it. And then whenever I want to go back to it, it's there. Like it's just it's too much of a too much problems with PlayStation. But the thing is that now whoever this new CEO is going to be, got to deal with what's happening and and what ends up occurring and and how they're going to pivot. Because uh, I mean I don't know if they can cancel all these titles. Yeah, that's why you already hear about some of them getting delayed and stuff because they might be starting to realize it's not. But, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about the person that left, right, uh, Connie Booth, she was a huge part of PlayStation from the beginning, almost. Uh, she was involved in the production of over 100 games, including the original Crash Bandicoot. She was a senior producer. She worked on, in some form of production, on Spyro, Ratchet & Clank, SOCOM, even Death Stranding Ghost of Tsushima. So, I mean, she's also part of the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. I mean, that's... That's a big person to lose there. Um, I guess my point is, uh, like, do, do you feel like it's a more of a, re 
I know she got technically, I guess, let go, but do you feel I like mean, at that point maybe it's more of a, like a retirement and not a Yeah, like she could see like the writing on the wall or like, you know, if Jim's leaving, now it's kind of a good chance for me to go, possibly. Uh and you have to imagine she's probably at least fifty, maybe sixty. And I don't I don't know her age, but if she's been at the job thirty years, I mean let's say above thirty one, so she might just want to kind of step back from it all. She is eighty two. Yeah, that'd be a good reason to retire then. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right about that. Right about that. She was actually married to John Cleese for a while. So it's like I think this is something that we don't need to make a a bowl, uh, you know, a whole big deal about it. Yeah, I think not... it is big for losing someone that's important. Yeah, but it's not like Miyamoto leaving Nintendo or you know. Yeah, it's not. At some point, the old guard is going to go. Like at some point, we may we may not hear about it, right? Like we may not hear about Miyamoto officially leaving Nintendo or whatever. But at some point, that's going to happen. And like you know, I think people need to stop because of the whole console war nonsense. We got to try to make this a thing about. Oh my God! Xbox is promoting people, and Sony's like letting people go and whatever. That's, and it's like, my, yeah, go my, ahead. My question would be to them: Is how many of those original ass Xbox people are still at Microsoft? And that answer oh. would be approaching one, maybe two. <laughs> you yeah, know? and then not to mention the amount of Microsoft people that have stepped down, just in general. And right? Sony, like, I mean, you could make you could probably make the same case for Sony. But at least they got like Mark Cerny still around. But there's a few other people I'm assuming that still there also. And then look at Nintendo. Like Miyamoto's never gonna leave. He, he's chained to the desk. He'll just die there someday. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll prop him up like we yeah. Bernie's. Uh right. But like Nintendo's obviously much more of a well Japanese company, but much more of like a, you know, you're here for life, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I not necessarily always that, more of also the the fact that, you know, you have people that have just wanted to stay there, right? Yeah. Uh, the way that the company is is made. But again, the fact that she's been there for 25 years, uh, 30 years, that is a huge amount of time to be there. Same thing with Jim Ryan. Like, maybe right. his is more about because he had to do transcontinental flights constantly or whatever, and that was wearing on him and his family and all that. But He'd also been there a long time. Like, you know, let him let him do his thing. Sony yeah. will find people that they will pick the right people to yeah. replace her. And yeah. Reggie fees him, Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. Like, right? Like, what if he did join Sony? Well, how would Nintendo feel about that? Just yeah. You you have uh you've gone to the, the other side. Um yeah, I mean the the other to me the the interest more interesting things is Sony having to suffer layoffs at some of their studios. Um, and a Media Molecule got hit. Yeah, uh, Media Molecule. That, that's that not hugely surprising for Media Molecule right. at least. But uh, any of the other big ones? I think their uh, visual art studio also that had been helping with various games yeah. uh, lost some devs as well. Um, including some senior level people. Uh, the yeah. mini molecule one's not necessarily surprising, like you said, because of the whole they banked their their whole thing on dreams, and 
it did well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it hit for like a small subgroup of people. And hey, it lasted longer than like Project Spark. Remember that Xbox thing? Yeah. But no one in the mainstream, mainstream cares about it or has even heard of it. <laughs> I mean, but it's more of a dev thing, right? Like, it's more people that want to create levels and make things, and not everybody is that, right? Most gamers just want the game. They want it made for you. They want it made well, and that's it, you know? Um, and it didn't. It also didn't decide, like, Little Big Planet, where Little Big Planet had this story mode that's also right. included in there uh, yeah. along with that. This doesn't have that. So, I mean, it has a story mode, but it's, like, two hours, and it's really a tutorial on that kind of shows you some of the things you can do with dreams yep. and dreams is a cool concept thing but it's not something that was going to sell a bunch for them right um again thankfully it was only 20 of 100 and something employees but that's another good example of why did you okay this or you know did you expect it to do well or not mm-hmm. <laughs> you know well remember that game had been in development for like a while Right. Like a long time. Uh, didn't they show off the PS4 with that game? Or was it the PS3? PS4. Uh, yeah. Been, but... And then it took a long time for that game to come out. And I think they got to the point where they found like, we're like, I think we just need to release this thing. Right. Uh, and yeah. Uh, kudos to Sony for letting them make something they wanted to make. But again, like that was one of those things where you have to kind of make the decision of Money over art, or art over money, and I guess yeah. that's what they did there. Uh, the, I mean, like I said, they, they didn't support it for quite a quite a while, so they at least yeah, tried. that's true. And it's again, it's not like the whole studio; it's twenty people right. out of one hundred and ten. Look, one loss is one loss. One person losing their job—that's not good. Uh, hopefully, they do get to go on and make their next project, and it it does become a a seller for them, and Media Molecule can keep on doing their thing. Um. Yeah, there's been look, this is a non-controversy also. I just want to bring it up because it is news. But uh did you have any thoughts on the whole the detachable disk drive if you buy a PS5 Slim digital that you have to pair it with the console the first time you use it? It's not nah. a big deal, right? Like <laughs> it's it's a big it's a big deal 15 years down the road, but you know who cares? Like I assume the the full thing. If you buy the disc version, it'll be all already like prepared. Oh yeah, that's already prepared. Yeah. Uh and by the time like that, archivists will care about this nonsense. There'll be plenty of PS5s clogging up Goodwills and Game Shops, which are all around for forty bucks. That you can get the disc for like the old disc version, no problem. I, I view it as more as of a DRM issue, if anything. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Xbox had to do that with the original DVD player software. I think the PS3 did it also. You know, down, it like go online for the Blu ray drive to like play movies. Uh, so, kind of a weird, but, you know, it's one time. It's not all the time or anything. And I'm sure they're doing this to like prevent piracy or prevent, you know, some scandalous shit from going on. <laughs> oh, that's definitely what it's for. I mean, yeah, they don't want people picking up a, a used optical, uh, you know, a used drive or so, third parties will eventually start making these. And I doubt that actually. But... Well, but like, okay, let's say somebody else makes some kind of illegal third party, 
one. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, oh, it's not actually a disk drive. It's just a terabyte hard, a few terabyte hard drive. And it fools the PS5 into thinking you have, you know, a disk drive. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's what they're trying to avoid. They don't want people pirating and, and using that to be able to, let's say, I don't, I don't know, bring in older games or whatever their reasoning is for doing that. Uh, and yeah. I'm sure that at some point, whenever the digital, whenever we get to the point where PS5 stuff is starting to go down, I'm sure they will probably remove this. Yeah, I'll probably just do uh, some like, last update. It's like, okay, if you have a disk drive plugged in, we know, we don't care. But that's like yeah. 2035 or something like that. Yeah, when they're no longer making any money out the PS5, they're not going to care at that point. Like I think people <laughs> need P- to just kind of... <laughs> and the PS6 is announced. And... <laughs> yeah, it's just... Sometimes we make too much of a big deal about it. Look, I get it that we have digital stores going down and things like of this nature, and so it makes you weary, right? Of oh man, more trying to take out the the physical games. Look, Alan Wake isn't even available physically at all. Yeah, Alan Wake Two. I'm sorry, it's not you yet. have to go and uh, buy digitally. So, right. do you think uh, they, and, yeah. do you think it will be released physically at some point? Yeah, maybe once they uh, they are doing a lot of DLC, uh, they're doing two DLC packs, and there's a gonna be a new game plus mode as well for the game. So maybe yeah, once I, they release everything, they'll do a disc version. Yeah, it'll be like the complete a complete edition, or maybe even like limited rank, limited run. Let's put something out. Be like here you go. Right. Um, and they're putting out physical copies of Persona Three and Portable and Persona Four Golden. You know. Yeah. So I don't see why not. There will be plenty of people that are going to want to buy that, that really yeah. care about having the physical stuff. Um, just, you know, uh, I, this is one of those times where, like, I think we need to let it be around for a bit before we start freaking out about the detachable disk drive or uh, whether it's going to work 10 years in the future or not. Or, hey, if you actually are concerned, buy the disk one. You're like, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Because you're having to pay more to get the right. one with the, the disc drive so well without, i mean yeah to, to get the comp or you know the disc list one is four uh, 450 but like the disc drive is like 80 bucks so it's like why would, why would you spend the extra 30 buying the drive separately when you could just buy the disc one for 500 yeah exactly um it kind of makes less sense at that point but it's there people that aren't planning on getting any discs and they're just wanting to do that um well, I, I guess people, it's good to have choice yeah but those people don't care about preservation either so yeah that too <laughs> um so on the other side of things xbox had their first partner preview like the first time where they show like non-indie i guess like non-super indie third-party stuff right they did show um alan wake 2 there because it came out you know it it's it uh aired out, two days before this game came out so Right. Um, they showed off uh, some other games. Probably the the two biggest ones, I guess, that we're talking about, like sort of AAA ish. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Delta got some gameplay. Uh, they kind of showed you how it's gonna look, not necessarily yeah. so much the gameplay uh, or the story stuff. And then, uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is going to have an Animal Crossing type mode where you can just 
have a whole island to yourself and yeah. and build things. On and now it. it's Tom Nook in the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though it's not even in the franchise, <laughs> right? Um, what do you think about that? Does that you know make you want to play the game more at all? Or no, but I'm sure it'll be some dumb way to earn money. So yes, that'll, that'll be fine. This replaces that business game or whatever from yeah, the uh, like one. a dragon. Yeah, they always have like these mini games that do that, like. Uh, Yakuza Ishin had like a farming mini game that was really bad, but it's like, eh, it's pointless and it's automatic enough, kind of, to like do it for five minutes and earn a bunch of cash and then move on. Yeah, um, that's what I would imagine. It's there for you to earn extra money if you want. And it's also a good distraction from the original story, from the main story as well. It's not required. So, right. Uh, that is something to take in. Um, and there will be a demo of the game. Included with Like a Dragon Gaiden. I'm uh, not sure if they're going to make that digital because Like a Dragon Gaiden is going to be on Game Pass. So I wonder if they're going to put that digitally at some point um, as well. Uh, Dungeons of Hinterburg, which is one of the games that I've been excited about since they showed it off at the Summer Showcase, got a new trailer. Uh, we kind of get to see that they have like social aspects and uh things that help you gain abilities which that's cool you gain things from talking to people um different gameplay elements as well uh in there there is some combat also so i i'm made him more excited for the game was there anything in here i don't know if you watched it but i watched a little uh, that city building game was kind of interesting like that old-timey one uh oh the it. um manor lords yeah and yeah, they showed be... more arc too, so yeah. There's that. Uh, still... Oh, also that Ikaru will not die. Looked awesome as well. The yeah, action game. I- I've heard that like that arc two thing or arc survival, whatever the fuck it's called, is like a massive clusterfuck right now. Right? Yeah, because it's gonna completely replace the, the original, original game. One, you won't be able to also, play it like, at all. Yeah, yeah. like it, yeah, it's just like a huge weird mess. Just like a lot of games like that type typically are. Yeah, it's it's funny to me that you know that's uh that's what they decided to do instead of just allowing people to have the original as well. Like you'd think that that was just gonna be easy to do, replace all that. Um, what are you gonna do? You're gonna give everybody a free copy? Well, I mean, I guess what they said they made it free, but is the save gonna work? Like right. Yeah. That's that's a lot to uh to deal with. I think they do it honestly because I think they they secretly know that like if they put out Counter Strike Two, but people don't like it, they'd still rather play this play Counter Strike Go, and right. or look the best example is Overwatch. You know, I would much rather play Overwatch One than Overwatch Two. Yeah, that's I think a lot of people would have that same sentiment with you there. So they're like, oh well, this is the only way you can play it now. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so, all right, all right, I could just not play the game at all. We can that can be the end of this relationship, <laughs> and not so much. And they kind of said that it wouldn't do that, and then it kind of did. Yeah, so that's not not great either. Um, and they said a lot about Overwatch too that didn't actually happen. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that was a good partner preview. I feel like for being a first one, it had some interesting stuff in there. Uh, you had you know the two big games that kind of bookended it, and then. You had some some of the smaller stuff that they've already announced, giving you updates. Right. Um, if they do these kind of like a state of play, you know, three four times a year, that wouldn't be bad. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so I think maybe you do kind of need a voice at some point, like some kind of narration or. Yeah. I always think about like they need, they always need hosts or right. They need good hosts. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) A good host does matter. Um, Unless you're a Nintendo and maybe it doesn't, but. A good host is the uh, snapping finger sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to see if they keep that going with whatever, if it's going to be called the Switch 2 or not. Uh, uh, it'll, become, it'll become like a hand clap. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they, there was more good news for uh, Xbox. Uh, Starfield brought in the most one-day Game Pass subs in Xbox Game Pass history. Um, that, you know, th- th- hey, this is what your, your first-party games are supposed to do. This is finally proves not not only that, but also the fact that they were the most the best selling game of last month in the US, even though they were on Game Pass. Uh, two things that prove that if you make a landmark big time first party game, uh helps that they were from a known studio, right? Like uh Bethesda and Todd Howard's team, but people will go and buy your game and play it and get game pass as a result. Hey man, right? It's number one now, but you know, you know what? It, it displaces Red Redfall. <laughs> Redfall was not the number one game, <laughs> but yes, uh, it, it does give them some good news after Redfall. Um, but I mean, again, this is the stuff that you need to hear if you're Microsoft. It's good that you you got what you wanted from Starfield. You got the notoriety. You got it. Feel you know, there's there's kind of varying opinions on the game, but it's mostly positive. And that's what you need. You need more things like that. I think you're not getting a lot of people talking about Forza because that version of Forza is just very uh, niche. Like that is a very particular crowd. Technical. Yeah. It's not like the big world of Horizon. It's like, no, you're going to run the Nürburgring 20 times and like it. God damn it. (laughs) Right. Um, So they've also had uh, promotions. Um, Sarah Bond got promoted. And we had Matt Booty also get promoted. So Sarah Bond is now uh, the president of Xbox. She's going to be basically bringing everything together, the devices, player and creator experiences, platform engineering, strategy, business, all that stuff. Matt Booty is now um, the head of Xbox Game Studios and also will oversee ZeniMax and Bethesda. Uh, Because of Pete Hines leaving, this is why they did that move. Uh, Bethesda and Xbox are still going to be separate companies for the most part uh, within Microsoft, but they are going to have an Xbox person overseeing them now because of Pete Hines leaving. So it'll be kind of like what's going to happen when Bobby Kotick leads for Activision Blizzard. Phil Spencer will be overseeing what happens there, uh, which he did go uh, with Sarah Bond and visit the Blizzard campus and that you know, they pretty much call them the Pixar of gaming, although that term probably isn't as endearing as perhaps it used to be, considering all the Pixar's, you know, Misfires. not so great and all, <laughs> lately. And also, the thing about Pixar is they were also, they were actually also creative, like they didn't just rely on three franchises forever, although they're not yeah to do that. Um, <laughs> it, it sucks for them because those movies actually are good. It's just they don't like. I watched Elemental with my daughter. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It just, for the movie crowd, it's apparently going oh, to the theater, it's not doing 
You should talk to Jens about Elemental. He had a lot of strong feelings on it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he wants Blizzard to be able to accomplish their dreams as a publisher, uh, and do whatever you know they 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 want to do. Basically, I guess Activision at certain you know in that last kind of year or two, they were kind of telling them what to do right. more so than they were at the beginning. And I guess Xbox is kind of letting them know we're going to go back to the whole letting you guys kind of dictate more of what you want to do thing. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, I think as long as they produce hits and things like that, it will all go well. As If they start yeah. running into trouble, then, you know, we'll see how that goes. I, th- I mean, do you feel like as, as somebody that likes a lot of Blizzard stuff, do you, are you excited to see that perhaps maybe they're going to do different things now or. It'd be nice, not? but I, I don't have a lot of faith in them anymore. You know, like, I would say the the real kind of end for me is like when they put out StarCraft 2 as like two separate games. It's like, what kind of nonsense is this? Like StarCraft 1 had all three races or, you know, was a complete game. And I was putting this into three games, like three, like parts of one game. Like what? And then the remakes were terrible. Like StarCraft rem- remaster was okay, but like that Warcraft 3 was terrible. And their WoW expansions don't hit well anymore. Overwatch 2 is a mess. No one cares. I mean, her, I, I think like, Hearthstone is bottoming out, so it's like, what? What do they want to do? You know, if it's like make a new rock and roll racing, sure, go for it. But it's like, oh, this is gonna, here's another law expansion. This is really what's going to save the game. It's like, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if maybe somebody. I, I heard some some podcasts talking about like, what if they just reboot? Well, like, what if we just start with something totally different and. What, what reboot the story 1.0. and <laughs> yeah like because i mean it's starting to run to the point where you know how many more stories can you tell with the way all this lore is set up can you even I comprehend mean, the lore anymore like you know no i mean especially yeah. this last expansion was okay but the one before that was like you were literally going to the afterlife and like facing death or you know facing the jailer who's like where do you go from here but it's the same problem of like dragon ball z it's like yeah it, it, the power creep is so slow but gradual that's like yeah at some point in that series you're like literally facing down gods and also hey goku's a god as well and that's why that daima thing looks kind of halfway interesting because like that's basically uh, i was about to ask you that what yeah you think about the i mean it looks goofy and it looks like the muppet babies in dragon ball but <laughs> it's kind of needed because it's like yeah, yeah like what what obstacles are there for goku with this yeah i mean it's also a nice like throwback to like the original dragon ball yeah yeah right but yeah. my friend my friend actually doesn't like she likes dragon ball z okay she didn't really like super that much but she loved dragon ball the original show uh so it's like okay here's a show that looks just like that kind of but everyone's not a kid yeah i actually i i love dragon ball as well the show um yeah. more so than z i like super a lot but um just so i i it it drew me in and i like dragon ball gt as well so like having those and then you know you announced that you're gonna have daima that's that's pretty cool and they look like that so i'm totally right. down for whenever this uh finally comes out but yes uh blizzard does kind of need to go back to the drawing board a bit and see what they Look at any of their franchises. Does somebody feel like they could do something? 
hey, you know what? Maybe Toys for Bob could work on a Lost Vikings sequel or something. You know, um, maybe somebody, maybe the playground team could go and take rock and roll racing and do something with that. And then let Blizzard kind of do something totally new. And I, I'm very interested to see what happens with that game that they have in development. Right. Yeah. And what they're going to do with that. And how does that get changed at all by the fact that now Microsoft, you know, owns them or anything? So, I mean, yeah, the problem also is like yeah. Blizzard as a company, they're very slow to make, make new ideas or new right. franchises. Like the last one is Overwatch, and that was 2016. And that was nine years ago. Like, yeah. Uh, sorry if you're hearing people in the background. I have a house full of folks and they all like to get loud every now and then. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah, I just want to see what Blizzard does, if they make anything new or if they're just going to keep, go, you know, doing what they do. And and that's kind of it or whatever. Right. But either way, better for their uh, work structure and employees that they're uh, in it have different overlords i guess yep. um now that this is officially working together um metal Gear solid collection is also a game that came out the volume one that came out uh this week any yeah, interest mixed. in that at all for you i would play it if uh, i had it but it has pretty mixed uh opinions by like just some uber nerds about like oh it's not 60 frames per second or, it's like who cares you know yeah like this is so tiring or like if that's like the only criteria you base a game on, like go play Crime Killer for the PS One and leave me that alone, right? Uh, you know, it seems fine. Or I, I play it. I don't. I really like Metal Gear Solid One and Two. I less like Three, but maybe that new one will be good. Well, how do you feel about Four, Five, and Peace Walker? Because there's allusions to that in Volume One, which I'd imagine if you're making calling something Volume yeah, One, that means exactly. you have a Volume Two, right? Uh, the big one is Metal Gear Solid 4. I really want that. Right. Uh, 5 I already got, so I don't care. Uh, Peace Walker would be cool, but like, why not do also like Portable Ops and Metal Gear Acid? One and yeah, two. I feel like you got to add those in, right? If you're going to make this the whole collection. like you know. And also, like those games aren't... There's already like a decent Vita or PSP emulator out there. So it's like, okay, you touch up the graphics a little, but they aren't like the full... Like I, I think that Metal Gear Solid Four is obviously the one that will need the most work, uh, right? So it's like, yeah, get that running first, and then if you got time, you can do Acid too, I guess. Two. Yeah, um, I, I, I do hope we see those for sure, especially Metal Gear Solid Four from a, a preservation perspective because it's stuck on the PS3, right? Um, so it would be good for that game to be more available for people, uh, you know. I don't know. I was guessing that would be a Switch 2 thing. I don't know that it would work how well it would 4 and 5 would work on Switch, but... It'll be the stream least, versions, the cloud versions. Yeah. No thanks on that. Right. But, hey, hopefully this happens at some point. I, I can imagine so. Again, you're not going to start with Volume 1 and then not have a Volume 2. Right. But that's good that oh, there's already that that has happened before, so it wouldn't surprise me either way. Yeah, that's true. Well, something that's also not surprising: Ubisoft has most likely delayed Star Wars Outlaws. Right. Uh, th this wouldn't be like the first of uh, many games that Ubisoft has delayed. Uh, they delayed Exify, They delayed uh, Skull and Bones for the millionth time. 
Um, but this one's actually kind of for a good reason. They're saying that they they made enough uh, income from their quarterly reports here that they feel that they are good with what they have coming out. Uh, I guess including Mirage that just came out and Crew Motorfest or whatever also that just came out. That they can delay this game. They don't have to rush it out. Yeah. Um, I guess always better that they don't do that. Because uh, this is a Star Wars game, you really don't want to screw that up. Uh, so now instead of coming in fiscal March 31st, 2024, it may come fiscal 2025 instead, giving it another actually year of development and all that. Is this mostly good, or are you worried about it that they delayed it already? It's probably fine, but they have a Ubisoft in particular has a nasty habit of announcing shit and then it being years before it comes out, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully that's not the case for this, because this is a game that I really want to play. I know a lot of people really want to play this game, so um, hopefully we see it at some point, but I also don't want them to rush it out, and, you know, it's not as good as it could be Yeah, uh, because of that. So Don't worry. When all the millions they make from that Avatar game come, come rolling in, they'll be all... We'll be set for life. Yeah, exactly. That's what will be the uh, the trigger there. Um, I I think that's it for all of our uh, news items. Um, there are, I mean, I just mentioned one, but there are several games uh, coming out today or this week. Uh, of course, Alan Wake 2, again, if you uh, don't know or have been waiting for this game, Alan Wake 2 is out right now. You can go get it. Um, UFC, EA Sports, UFC 5 is out today as well on Xbox Series and PS5. Um, I know some people that have been wanting to play this game. I don't know that it's like... I, I feel like ever since you know EA got the license or whatever, uh, it's kind of becoming like every other EA game where there's less and less enthusiasm for this because it starts to feel the same. Yep. So, there's that. Uh... There's the Terminator game. Terminator Resistance is coming uh, today as well. Uh, Resident Evil Village is coming to iPhone Pro or whatnot. So if you haven't played that yet for some reason, you want to play on your phone, uh, go ahead. Two games coming to Game Pass. The Headbangers Rhythm Royale is also coming to everything else. It's a basically a rhythm game that is a battle royale with pigeons. Uh, so that looks it's looked fun ever since I've seen it. So I'm excited to try it out. And that Juicesaw game is the one where he's like mountain climbing and uh, has this really cool like art style, whatever. Um, that's coming to PlayStation Five and PC as well. And then Silent Hill Ascension is also coming out on Halloween. So are, are you excited for that Silent no, Hill Ascension thing? I've never cared about Silent Hill. No, okay. I don't know about you, but I've cared about it some. I, the movie, the first yeah. movie was fine. Uh, that was it. Yeah, I agree with you on the first movie. That was actually better than expected there. But yeah, uh, not something that I'm totally looking forward to. But uh, the Dead Island 2 DLC is coming. The House on Thursday. And Song of Nunu, another League of Legends game is also coming. This one kind of looks like a buddy story between a... Uh, looks like a mountain ice troll or something, and and one of the characters. 
And then a game I've been waiting on for a while, Thirsty Suitors, is also coming. And that's coming to Game Pass. And Star Ocean, the second story R, also coming the same day. And the RoboCop, Rogue City game, also coming that same day, too. I, so, I, I want to play that demo, but it's only on PC, so forget it. <laughs> well, uh, you're are you're kind of interested in it or no? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in that RoboCop game. I actually heard the reviews for the demo were like really positive, like surprisingly so. Yeah. And are you know, you, what about Talos Principle 2? That's coming to. I don't know. I may well. like that. I didn't play, I played the first one, but I didn't beat it. I mean, I just got too hard. Uh, I played, but I had it on console because then it just had the PC up running YouTube. This is what you got to do to beat this puzzle videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that first WRC game from EA Sports. That's coming as well. Are you excited for having another review of? Well, thankfully we don't get codes anymore, so. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Adam, I still get a code though. Be like, hey, want to review this? Here you go. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, But that uh, being said, that's it for this week. Hopefully, enjoy a lot of games to go play uh, right now. So, hopefully, you have one that you're you're playing and and getting through and uh, as we get towards the end of the year, because it feels like everything released in like October and now November is kind of, I think after you get past Call of Duty, November has my possible game of the year. (laughs) What is that? Uh, Mario RPG. Oh, that's right. Mario RPG. That's it's after Mario RPG that things start to slow down. Um, But yes, I'm, I'm hoping I can get through some of this stuff where we get to more RPG and uh, we'll both be playing that and talking about it. But well, until next time, everybody subscribe, like, follow on the YouTube channel, on Twitch. Uh, let us know what you think about some of the things we talked about in the comments. Uh, go listen on podcasts and give us a review there or just uh, subscribe through there. And we'll see you next week, everyone. Later. Later.